ABF Creative. ABF Jumpstart that annoying old generator. Blah, blah. Technology makes life easier. Ha! Lies. All it's done is made my life harder. What I'd give to be nocturnal like you, Oliver. Ugh. I just can't make sense of this. Yes, I've already tried switching the dials. I've tried everything. What? They're here again? Don! Uh, hold on a minute, y'all. I'll be right there. I can't believe you came back after last night's storm. It put up a mean fight. <sighs> Power's out at Red Room. And I've been going nuts trying to get the generator to start. Uh, you there? Yeah, you too? What are you up to? Oliver, what'd you say? Static electricity, huh? Hmm. Actually, that could work. All right. Listen up, everyone. We've got a new plan. I need your help restoring the power. In return, I'll tell you another story. <laughs> Deal? Great. Now here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go back into my cabin and rub our feet on the carpet as fast as we can. And then, when we've built up enough electricity, We'll all touch the generator at the same time. <laughs> I knew you'd be willing to help me out. And since I'm a man of my word, I'll tell you one of the scariest stories I know. <laughs> it goes like this. Tasha sprawled out over the whole couch playing a handheld game. Enjoying having the couch all to herself, without her little brother or sister whining to her that her feet were too big or she was on their side. Yes! Tasha exclaimed, sitting up in excitement as she made it to the next level on her game. She glanced at the clock. She had exactly 30 minutes before her mom brought the twins home from daycare. And then it would be homework helping with dinner and baths, and hopefully some time with her mom watching their favorite show before bed. Snack time, Tasha said to herself, moving from the couch to the kitchen, pausing the game long enough to pour herself a bowl of cereal with milk. Someone knocked on the apartment door, and Tasha carried her cereal with her to the door, taking a big bite before looking through the peephole. She had a fish-eye view of the short and slight woman holding a laundry basket. She stared up at the peephole through her giant eyeglasses, seeming almost as big as her head. Mrs. Carter trilled, knocking again. It's your neighbor, Carter. 
The woman wasn't a neighbor that Tasha recognized, but that wasn't too weird in an apartment building this big. Tasha opened the door. Hi, can I help you? Tasha said. Hello, Mrs. Carter chirped in her weird voice. How are you today? Fine, Tasha said, stifling a sigh and trying to remember her manners. Did you need something? The woman beamed. I do. I'm your neighbor, Mrs. Carter, and I was hoping your mom might be able to come to my apartment and just sit there while I run this basket down to the laundry room. My mom's finishing rounds at the hospital, Tasha said. She'll be home soon enough, though, if you want to come back. She started to close the door. Could you do it, maybe? Mrs. Carter said, sticking a slippered foot out to block the door. So fast and with such force, Tasha flinched. You look like a responsible young girl. It's just that the baby is sleeping, and the baby monitor doesn't get a signal in the basement. Tasha noticed that next to the detergent bottle on top of the pile of rust-stained clothes in the laundry basket was a baby monitor the fuzzy sound of soft breathing coming through. Um... Tasha looked longingly over at the video game she'd left in the kitchen. Which apartment did you say was yours? 5C, the woman answered. Just at the other end of the hall. I'm sure we've seen each other in the elevator, dear. Tasha wasn't sure about that. But she did remember hearing her mom talking about the people in 5C, so it wasn't like they were strangers. Was it? You can bring your toy, Mrs. Carter said, following Tasha's gaze back to her game on the kitchen counter. It would just be for a little while. Mr. Carter will be home soon, and he can take over. Tasha knew her mom would want her to help their neighbor. And so a few minutes later, she was following Mrs. Carter down the hall, past the elevators and around the corner until they came to the last door at the very end of the corridor. It was on the same floor as Tasha's apartment, but it fell to world away. 5C, Tasha said aloud when they arrived at the door. What was it that her mom used to say about the people in apartment 5C? Back when Tasha was little? Before she could think of it, Mrs. Carter had opened the door and motioned Tasha into the apartment. The light from the hallway through the open front door made a path into what Tasha guessed was the den. But she had only a moment to take in the strange space before the front door closed behind Mrs. Carter and the room plunged into darkness. You can sit right here on the... clatter, and a moment later, the rhythmic lights of the L-train pulsed through the crack between the heavy curtains on the window. Tasha looked to where Mrs. Carter was, and saw the woman was standing stock still in the flashing light, one finger to her lips. When the train passed, there was darkness again, and Mrs. Carter continued. Right there, on the couch. Make yourself comfortable. Okay... 
Tasha said, reaching out until she felt the frayed fabric of the couch and sitting down. A moment later, Mrs. Carter switched on a lamp and Tasha blinked at the sudden light, taking in the strange apartment as she sat down. Even with the lights on, Mrs. Carter's place was dark and crammed full of tables, bookshelves, trunks, and strange furniture Tasha couldn't even identify. Baby likes it dark, Mrs. Carter said, motioning to the lamp. But he's asleep, so it's okay. She stared down the long hallway that Tasha knew led to the bedrooms. Tasha followed her gaze to the closed door at the end of the hall. Yes, Mrs. Carter said, nodding to herself. It will be okay to have a little light. Okay, Tasha said as she took in even more of the place. Every inch of the walls were covered with either bookcases or tapestries. I'll just put this right here, Mrs. Carter said, adding the baby monitor to the clutter on the end table. She adjusted the volume and the soft breathing through the monitor became louder. What do I do if the baby wakes up? Tasha asked. Mrs. Carter went very still. You must not wake the baby, she said slowly, her blinking eyes looking huge through the lenses of her glasses. You must never, ever wake the baby. understand, Tasha said, forcing an awkward chuckle, hoping Mrs. Carter would go so Tasha could get this over with. My mom was crazy about the twins getting their naps. I'll keep the volume on my game off. Thank you, my dear, Mrs. Carter said, her big smile returned. She opened the front door, and as she walked out, she turned to Tasha. Don't wake the baby, Tasha. It would be very bad if the baby were to wake up. Jeesh, Tasha said as the door closed behind Mrs. Carter. Extra much? Tasha picked up the baby monitor, making sure it was still on before setting it down on the end table, which she could see was now deeply scratched, one corner looking like something had taken a large bite out of it. Not very baby-proofed, Tasha said, her eyes sweeping around the crowded room. This place is like 89% choking hazards. There were fascinating miniature figurines, mysterious bells, and little boxes painted with strange designs that were no doubt filled with more tiny things. In a corner, a black chain with links as thick as her arm lay in a messy tangle. Ouch! Tasha said, sitting back on the couch and getting poked by something sharp. <laughs> What's this? Tasha let out a nervous laugh as she pulled out the object. A small book with a scuffed leather cover. She started to read the title aloud. The care and keeping of... But stopped with a jump as there was a single sharp sound, like a growling snap from the baby monitor, sending a jolt of fear through Tasha's entire body. What? Tasha forgot the book and picked up the now silent monitor, holding it in one hand, listening as she looked down the long hall to the closed door of the baby's room. 
The soft rhythm of the baby's breathing sounds returned, and Tasha listened, her fear dissolving into relief with the realization that she had just imagined the awful sound. Tasha yelped, dropping the baby monitor on the couch and backing away from it, and bumping so hard into a bookcase that something heavy fell off and landed with a clunk next to her feet. With shaking hands, Tasha bent to pick it up. What? What? She whispered aloud, staring with horror at the giant bone in her hand. As she lifted the bone closer, she noticed deep cuts, like... Tasha swung around, staring down the hall, to the closed door at the end of the hall. A sickly green light was now seeping out from under the door. Not again, Tasha said in a raspy whisper, staring at the curtains as the lights of another train pulsed past. She turned her gaze to the baby monitor. Its sound drowned out as the train barreled by. This time, the sound didn't just come from the baby monitor. It came from down the hall, too. A heavy scratching against the bedroom door. Tasha stared in horror as the doorknob jiggled. Oh, no. Tasha said in a choked whisper as the bedroom door began to open. awful, horrible sound was more like a growl than a voice. A guttural, rumbling growl that had taken the form of her name. Tasha sucked in a breath, ready to scream. You must be Tasha, said the gray-haired man as he opened the front of the apartment, seeming not to notice that Tasha was on the verge of a terrified scream. Mrs. Carter said you were nice enough to sit for the baby. Tasha could only make a squeaking sound. Was he any trouble? Mr. Carter asked, hanging up his coat and hat on the crowded rack by the front door. He... Tasha said, looking down the hall. The green glow had disappeared. The room was silent. He was... fine. Mr. Carter looked pleased. Glad to hear it. He can be a real monster if he wakes up too early from his nap. Especially if he wakes up hungry. Tasha grabbed her game from the couch. Okay, I I should get back. You want to help feed him? Mr. Carter asked with a smile, not moving from where he stood, blocking the doorway. I've got to get back, Tasha said again, pushing past Mr. Carter and taking hold of the doorknob. Hello! came the chirpy sound of Mrs. Carter's voice as the apartment door opened again, pushing Tasha back into the living room as the little woman entered, closing the door quickly behind her. This young lady was just about to help us feed the baby, Mr. Carter said happily. Wonderful! Mrs. Carter practically whooped with joy. Babies ever so hungry! Look! Tasha said, fighting to keep her voice calm, despite her rising panic. I'm sorry about your hangry baby and everything, but I've got to. The roar from the baby monitor made Tasha jump, but Mr. and Mrs. Carter just turned their heads towards the door at the end of the hall. So very hungry. 
Mrs. Carter murmured. These people were strangers, Tasha thought dully. And that's when she remembered her mother's words. You stay away from those people in 5C. As the now familiar thundering sound of the train came, Tasha made a decision. Once again, the lights came pulsing through the crack in the curtains. With the couple's eyes still on the bedroom door at the end of the hall, Tasha slowly reached out to the lamp on the side table and waited. The moment the train passed, she switched the lamp off and the room was plunged into darkness. Hey now, Mr. Carter shouted, the friendliness in his voice gone. Tasha lunged toward the front door, faintly outlined in light from the hallway, but her foot caught on something and she crashed to the floor. We really must feed the baby, came Mrs. Carter's voice in the darkness as Tasha scrambled up, trying to get her bearings. Staying silent, Tasha again dashed for the outline of the front door, the few steps it should take to get there stretching out for what seemed forever. It was not until she lay her hand on the front doorknob that she realized the door wasn't glowing with the fluorescent light of the hallway. It was glowing green. He is so very hungry, Mrs. Carter said, her arm reaching from behind Tasha, turning the doorknob and pushing the door open. Tasha stood frozen for a moment staring in horror at the enormous scaly creature sneering at her from the corner of the empty bedroom, the drool dripping down from its fanged mouth glowing a sickening green. She whipped around to run back down the hall and smacked hard into Mr. Carter's chest, bouncing back into the bedroom. Time to feed the baby, Mr. Carter sneered. Tasha started to scream, but the Carters slammed the bedroom door behind her and the apartment was silent. But not totally silent. As the Carters retreated down the hallway and sat on the couch in the darkness, they held the baby monitor between them and smiled at the sounds of the feeding baby. was a good story, wasn't it? <laughs> Definitely helps that we're out in the dark, too. Who knows what kind of creepy crawlies are out here? All right, all right. Just like we practice, we're all gonna touch it on the count of three. One, two, three! It didn't work? How? It was a foolproof plan. Oh, quit your laughing, Oliver. We gave it our best shot. Some things are just too complicated to fix. What? Hey! It's working now! How'd you do that? You just flipped the switch. Well, I, obviously I knew that. This has all been one big game, you see? <laughs> I figured you'd appreciate the entertainment. <laughs> oh, shush, Oliver. No one likes a know-it-all. Well, that's what you are. Uh-huh. Nothing you say is gonna change my mind. Ha! Nice try, mister. But you can't turn this one on me. Oh, yeah? Well, then, why don't we ask our guest what they think, huh? 
started. Where'd they go? They didn't walk out because of me, they walked out because of you. You know what? I'd love to stay and chat, Oliver. But I just realized my favorite trivia show was on. <laughs> Can't hear you. Darn argumentative owl. Camp would be a whole lot more peaceful without him. Hm.